0: Oh, check check one two, trade talk everybody. What up? How are you? LA ACO here. We're back with uh, our episode here speaking about the 10-year treasury. Um, Because in essence, uh, the 10-year treasury is doomsday for the domestic and foreign companies looking to uh, raise capital or issue new debt. So it, it is my hypothesis. And I know I'm just like driving right in through here. I usually give a little bit of an intro. But uh, there 's so many episodes that are coming back to back, no sense in stretching things out, uh, but it is my hypothesis that uh the ten year treasury is probably going to see four percent by the end of the first quarter of twenty twenty three uh, For those who may not remember you'll always have to remember when the stock market is down, bond prices are up right so that ten year treasury is very important uh, in our prior episode, we were talking about uh, the thirty the twenty year and the thirty year um, inversion. For the long bond. Well, we have the uh, 10 in the two year uh, inversion, which uh, always signals it's an advanced signal that markets are going to fall. But there's a very important part about those markets falling because you have a situation where rates are rising. Right. And I've spoken about it in a prior episode, but now we have to speak about the shorter end of the curve and how that affects debt. To some people, they might have heard this as a broken record already, but rather it should serve as further confirmation for you to be able to understand bigger trades and why certain things have worked out the way they've worked out. I especially like to focus on this and speak about it uh, to, at length because it's often thought that a lot of these hypotheses that I make or how they play out, at least as I was challenged most recently, that uh, they they do not play out this way and that they result in losses, which is odd because um, – from numerous episodes within the podcast, and and most people have also agreed with me because they could see them, uh, they actually have been foreshadowing months prior to what was going on. Uh, and the instrument that you use to make those trades is very important. That's why I talk about specific products in um, my podcast. And you don't just hear the standard, oh, buy an equity, oh, uh, go buy a put, go buy a call. Uh, you have to know what it is you're trading. This is just to give a little um a little means of reference it's even like choosing swaps when uh shorting bitcoin as opposed to uh buying a cme strike price or something of that nature no sense in doing that you see so let's focus again back here on uh this 10 in the two year situation domestic companies foreign companies and you know the raising of capital um another place that you can see let's 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 say domestic for a second another place where you can see this uh being a major issue in the most recent bankruptcy of Revlon, Uh, Revlon owned by Ron Perlman, as well as uh, Forbes magazine. It's a big big makeup conglomerate, but more so than just Revlon itself, because we will speak about that in uh, another episode. There's a play to be made there. It's the fact that uh, coming out of a low interest rate environment, you saw a company that could not refinance debts. And this is where you couldn't refinance it where uh, things were within, what, 10-year mm, uh, Treasury was uh, about a two and a quarter. Uh, so, you know, and even in the pandemic, 10-year Treasury was uh, below two, or just trying to peak over two, and now it is at uh, three and a quarter to three and a half. This is very, very major. Uh, you can also see this happening also at AMC, again, very, very major. It is brutal for companies to have to pay up to 10% or more uh, to to finance their business in a seven-year time window. The 10-year Treasury uh, articulates what they want at minimum at that 10-year mark. So if you want a shorter maturity, uh, you're likely going to – well, no, you don't want a shorter maturity. You want a longer maturity if you're a debt issuer. But – you're likely going to pay more money for the longer that you want to issue if buyers of your debt are even going to agree. And what it has been showing is that buyers of those debts do not agree. Most of these buyers of debts from Revlon to AMC to a lot of other distressed debt, they want 7% coupons and they don't want them out over five to seven years. So you're paying extreme premiums for things that are not even in the 10-year mark, And to get the 10-year-plus mark, you'll pay even more of a premium. Now, where is this going to matter uh, when you even move out of the domestic aspect? In China, we're having an issue where there is unemployment that is rising because there is no more direct stimulus. But not only that there's no more direct stimulus, manufacturing has fallen tremendously. Manufacturing exports are under 50% uh, for the nation. And the nation and the uh, the. Chinese government wants to focus on building, uh, not building, but padding GDP, putting money into infrastructure. When what's, and you know already know what infrastructure is. It's building, right? And you want to build and you want to make real estate or you want to make uh, developments that employ people but also get people to buy. But you're having an issue of unemployment. If you're having that issue of unemployment, how are you getting money to circulate like we've always talked about? The ability to borrow. Well, what companies want to necessarily borrow at this very time if you're trying to do infrastructure and the ones who need to borrow are the ones who are already in debt, such as the real estate companies, the construction companies, etc. Because if the real estate companies who wanted to develop can't pay the construction companies who can't, it's a cascading effect. This becomes a very important problem. So where are they borrowing at? I say this because it may not be a one to one as most people would think about it, but it does matter because if you're having this issue here. Most of those big companies that, are, that the Chinese government is trying to funnel money through to have these infos- – uh, to really get GDP and infrastructure going, they have US, de- U.S. denominated dollar debt. And that debt has a particular type of maturity, and it needs – it, excuse me, it either needs to be renegotiated or it needs to be extended. And most of that debt is going to fall within that ten-year window. Ten-year window is becoming even more expensive. Uh, unemployment is rising. Exports are going to have an issue because you're not going to necessarily be able to meet these quotas that a consumer discretionary may want. But how can the consumer discretionary even want it? Because domestically, you know, moving away from China for a second, domestically. Consumers are already stretched pretty thin on our end from inflation and uh, just the unwillingness to choose to part away with their dollars when they need those dollars to live and just pay for necessities. You have a complete mess that is spanning uh, both sides of the globe here, or rather both countries, excuse me. So I don't see where we are in a situation that that 10-year treasury uh, doesn't hit a 4-plus percent and we don't catch a, a mean 10 and two year inversion. And with that 10 and two year inversion, you roughly get a recession in about a 19 month to two year time frame, 19 to 24 months. And what have I said since 2020? This is not a recession. Recession is more systematic. We're coming into that systematic time. Anyone who's listened to these episodes since season one. We are here in season four. You will see that recession, you mark my words, whether people wanna believe it or not. You will see that recession as the next administration is coming around and you will see those systematic issues start to happen. Right now, no matter how people feel we are in a recession, energy prices are being absorbed. A lot of these other things are being absorbed as I've already spoken about. Actually, just most recently, it is, it is spoken about that There will be 44 million travelers plus for the 4th of July weekend with energy prices uh, at a national average of over $5. So energy price, I'm sorry, gas prices, a national average of over $5. People are choosing to absorb these prices at this time, uh, but it will not continue to be so. So this is a short episode speaking about the 10-year treasury, speaking about those things. If people start to say to themselves, well, how do I trade that or what's going on? You have to look in the futures market, and you also have to look at uh, shorting uh, S&P, NASDAQ. You would be shorting those areas, which would be uh, SPY, QQQs. You have to be nimble because there is volatility. How we're looking at it is uh, triple levered ETF, so the VIXI, UVXY, as well as the SPY uh, shorts, as well as uh, QQQ shorts. There's obviously some scenarios there where you can hedge your shorts with a long position for the days that we have bounces. But as you can see, the inversion is on its way. You can look up the 10 in the two year yield curve inversion and you will see more information about uh, where that is headed. And China is right. Not even to say right behind us. China is actually leading us within this problem, but uh, they don't have. The treasury issue, but their treasury issue matters because their manufacturers or their builders or bigger corporations have US, denom- U.S. denominated dollar debts that will affect their ability to borrow, just like it's affecting our ability to borrow, or rather, not even borrow, just refinance. And you're hoping you can get that refinance quickly, but who wants to be on the other end of buying that uh, debt capital being raised? So It's a it's a challenging market out there for uh, these two nations and the companies operating within these nations. And you can also see just from an employment aspect in the U.S., as I've even spoken to some people that I know, uh, having issues finding jobs in the tech space, because within the tech space, you have this issue where um, a lot of those valuations are getting slashed, bringing a problem uh, to get financing to continue to pay employees at a higher rate, right? Or just retaining them for a longer amount of time. It's just not there right now. Uh, it's not talked about enough. I don't think enough people are seeing it. Yes, you will get bits and pieces of it within news media, but they're not painting the whole picture and uh, you know knitting the quilt together as we would speak so you can see the whole thing. When you peer out from a macro level of 5,000 square feet, or uh, not 5,000 square feet, 5,000 feet, you can see what I'm talking about, and for those who can't, obviously you will see this as we get into the first quarter of 2023, and I'll probably be posting something that says, "Would you look at that? 10-year Treasury at 4%." And what else will you look at? You will see bankruptcies. Revlon is in bankruptcy, inability and insolvency to settle debts. Don't be surprised if you see AMC get to that same point of bankruptcy. They've been able to um, roll a few debts, but you still have a 10 and 15% bond sitting out there, and there will be. Numerous more and if you're looking to figure out what else to short if it were me I would look at these tech companies because that's what I'm looking at uh, the ones that are overextended on debt and then the debt is coming due probably within the next two to three years again this is that that area of time where I would think there would be a systematic recession from a credit standpoint when that happens or when they're coming closer into that uh, environment you'll probably see an insolvency or request to just um, being bankruptcy protection, paying attention to those companies and what debts they have outstanding and how bad those debts are for you to get in and find a short position. I thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Trade Talk. La echo out. Take care.